The Gut Pharmacist Podcast with Riley Ramosco, traditional naturopath and holistic nutritionist. On this episode, we'll be talking about gut health and autoimmunity and all the things involved in gut dysfunction and how autoimmunity occurs. I will have Rachel Smith on, and Rachel is a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner who has been studying and working in health and wellness for over seven years. She has a background in healthcare administration, scientific research, fitness coaching, and she is the owner of Natural Health Rising, which is an online holistic wellness company. And she also has a podcast herself called Natural Health Rising. Her process involves nutrition, lifestyle changes, nervous system work, healing hidden infections, and detoxing from environmental toxins. Rachel is on a mission to help people rise to their healthiest, happiest selves, and she focuses on autoimmune disease, hormone imbalance, and chronic illness. Rachel is an incredible resource, so let's bring her in. Welcome to this episode. We have a very special guest today, Rachel, who actually has her own podcast called Natural Health Rising, and she is an autoimmune expert, so I knew I had to have her on today. Rachel, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Of course. So we want to know just briefly what you do and your experience with Hashimoto's and your autoimmune condition. Sure. So what I do, well, I am a functional medicine practitioner. So the difference between that and say, maybe just a regular health coach or a regular doctor is I'm looking for the root causes of what's really going on with people's health issues. And that's going to be through functional lab testing. So maybe we look at gut dysfunction hormonal levels, nutrient deficiencies, toxins, things like that. And then from there, that's where we can really create a custom game plan and address people's nutrition, sleep, stress management, um, supplementation, all sorts of different things that are really tailored to that person to help heal those root causes or issues of those symptoms. And I primarily work with people who have autoimmune diseases, like you said, but I also work with a lot of other other cases, people with hormonal issues, gut issues, just in general. And also those people who have gone to doctor to doctor and they have symptoms, they feel like there's something wrong, but they just don't know what's going on yet. So that's, that's kind of what I do. You want me to go into my story of my health issues? Yeah. We'd love to know kind of what got you into this, uh, niche in your journey. Sure. I'll try and keep it brief. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's hard. (laughs) Yeah. Well, when I was younger, I honestly always had health problems. I always had a lot of lung issues, asthma. I had gut issues all the time, like stomach pains when I was a kid. And every doctor just said everything I was going through was, oh, she's just constipated. Oh, she just has this or that. Like, there's nothing really we can do about it. And so that just became normal to me to be going to these doctors, but really never having a solution. And eventually um, I got into sports pretty heavily when I was in high school. And I noticed that I had this athlete's asthma really bad when I would run. And I don't remember what 
triggered me to do this, to be honest, but I wound up taking dairy out of my diet. And once I did that, I never had asthma again. And also that really helped with a lot of the stomach pains and everything I was having. So I thought, okay, this is really interesting. There's something here that I haven't been taught before. There's a, there, there has to be something deeper going on with all my other problems. Mm -hmm. Now, as I got older, I would say when I was about like 18, 19, I really started to have more symptoms popping up and I didn't understand because I thought I ate pretty healthy. I was eating like whole foods and things like that. Some bad things. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I was in college. So (laughs) standard college diet sometimes with whatever money I had. Um, but things just progressed and progressed until when I was 21 years old is kind of the tipping point for me, 20, 21, 22, where I had my hair was falling out. I would have heart palpitations all the time. I would have trouble swallowing, um, just really scary stuff that I didn't, I didn't understand what was going on. And so that is what started me to dive into reading many books. I started getting obsessed with listening to health podcasts and would just devour all this information to try and understand what was really going on. Because at this point I was again, going to all these doctors and saying, look, there's something seriously wrong with me. And they would just always tell me that my blood work looked fine and that, Mm -hmm. oh, you just have anxiety or something like that. Mm -hmm. And eventually I woke up in the middle of the night one night and my heart was just racing. It was a bad heart palpitation uh, thing that I would get, but this one was different and it was so fast. So I called 911 and I was having a heart attack and I was only you know, 21, 22 years old. And they rushed me to the hospital. They said, yeah, there's something going on here on your EKG. We need to look at you further and admit you. And the doctors wound up doing a heart surgery on me, like an exploratory heart surgery. So I was resistant to it at first because I said, you know, are you sure? Are you a hundred percent sure there's not something silly that you're missing here? And they're like, no, we're sure we're sure we need to do this surgery. And they found absolutely nothing wrong with my heart. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I am so sorry you had to go through that. That's insane. That's intense. It it was very intense. And so I leave the hospital. I have a hundred thousand dollar medical bill and no answer still. And I said, (sighs) you know what? This is the last straw for me. Like I am, I'm going to go find someone who I've been reading about in these books and these podcasts. So I found this top Hashimoto's like thyroid doctor in Florida, because I was thinking, Hey, what if there's something wrong with my thyroid here? And I went to him. He honestly didn't really believe me. He's like, you're really young. I don't think that you have this, but I'll test you anyways. So at least he listened to me and he ran some labs and sure enough, he found that I had Hashimoto's. My antibodies were through the roof. Hmm. He said some of my labs were some of the worst that he's seen. And that was like the the trigger for the rest of my journey where I started changing my diet. I started to get into acupuncture and herbs and taking different supplements and all these things that one by one, my symptoms started to go away. And I was just so amazed with this that, and I was so surprised that no one had told me about it before. I hadn't heard about it. And it took so hard and so long for me to find this, that I said, I have to do this. Like I have to change my career and help other people with this. And at the time I was actually working on the corporate side of healthcare, 
regular conventional medicine, kind of like the insurance, the Mm -hmm. um, business side of everything. And that's a whole nother story, but I got to see like kind of some dirty stuff behind the scenes that also didn't make sense to me. So I was like, you know what, I'm getting out of this. I quit my corporate job and I went back to school after that. And then that started a long journey of a lot of schooling and eventually getting to my business today where I get to help people with kind of the same stuff that I went through. Excellent. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. I had no idea about that surgery that you had to deal with. It's such a shame that it happened, but in some way it brought you to where you are today. And I can relate to you on many levels, not the surgery part, but as a kid, I did have asthma and then eventually it went away. I had so many gut issues. I remember going to a doctor saying that it was normal that I went to the bathroom every four or five days. So Mm. just many things in between many years up to my early twenties, I've been sick pretty much my whole life. So, and that's kind of what brought me here today as well. So thank you so much for sharing that. I would love to get into like the bread and butter of the discussion today. So my first question for you is what happens to the body during autoimmunity? What kind of processes trigger this autoimmune reaction? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. So A healthy immune system should be working all the time. And our immune system is what's going to defend against say a virus or a toxin in the environment or some bad bacteria that you come across. And in the immune system, we have these things called antibodies. And I kind of just think of these antibodies as a part of an army defense system essentially. And so whenever those, those pathogens come in that army defense system or those antibodies will go attack that thing. And that's, what's going to protect you. Well, when the immune system goes into overdrive or there starts to have some dysfunction going on, this is where the antibodies will not only attack those foreign invaders, but they're going to start to attack your own tissues. So your own body itself. And this is where we get the word autoimmunity. So auto meaning self. Um, and so the body is essentially just attacking the own tissues. So for example, let's say you have rheumatoid arthritis your body is attacking your joints. Most of the time, mm-hmm. if you have Hashimoto's, your body's attacking the thyroid. If you have type two diabetes, the body is attacking the pancreas or the insulin uh, producing cells in the pancreas. Excellent for sharing that. And then what are some of the main root causes of autoimmunity? I know there's a lot, so let's talk about the main ones that we see in most people. Yeah. So, uh, Broad overview would be some contributing factors as leaky gut or gut permeability, um, environmental toxins. We have allergens, pathogens, bacteria, certain kinds of infections. Uh, we have nutrient deficiencies, like if we're lacking in certain things and we have genetics as well. Do you want me to kind of go a little bit deeper into each of those? Yeah. Just like one or two sentences for each, if you can. I know it's hard. You're doing amazing though. Thank you for everything. So with leaky gut or gut permeability, this is where this, we have this one cell thick lining in our intestines. So it's, it can be damaged pretty easily by the certain foods that we eat, certain toxins in our environment. Um, so once that starts to become breached, then that's where food particles, pathogens, things like that can get into the bloodstream and we don't want them there. So mm-hmm. if those things get into the bloodstream, that's where we'll trigger a bigger immune attack. 
And that's where we can actually start to develop some of that autoimmunity. And this is always hand in hand. Leaky gut is always hand in hand with autoimmunity. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what, do, other than the leaky gut, that's a huge part of it for sure. What else does gut health have to do with the immune system? Mm, good question. So we actually have an immunoglobulin in the gut lining called secretory IgA, which shorthand is, um, SIG A. And this is the first line of defense in the gut. So that's the first defender that's going to come out and try and protect you of anything going on inside of the gut. And we can actually lower this secretory IgA just by being stressed. We have tons of studies that show just being, just ramping up our cortisol by our day-to-day crazy lives, or maybe we have um, a really bigger thing like a trauma or something that happens to us going through that stress is going to lower our immune system. Mm-hmm. So that's something that can play a role there. Um, we also know that the microbes in our gut, we have healthy ones and we have not so healthy ones. Mm-hmm. And when those get out of balance, the healthy ones, that's also going to cause some immune dysregulation. So we can see, um, if we're lacking certain healthy bacteria, we can have immune issues, whether that's whether that's just a poor immune system or autoimmunity overall. And if we have an overgrowth of things, and that could even be certain infections like H. pylori can um, come up in the stomach, which we see a lot of correlations between that and autoimmune diseases like Hashimoto's. Maybe we get a parasite somehow from, you know, drinking water, from different foods, just from exposure in different environments that can start to wreak more havoc in the gut once that takes place. And so we have a a, a few different things in the gut that's going on. That's going to contribute to a a poor or weakened immune system. Yeah. So would you say that gut health has a lot to do with autoimmunity and the process of how it occurs? Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. So everyone, if you get anything from today, know that gut health has a lot to do with autoimmune issues. So if you have an autoimmune issue, definitely address your gut and see what happens. Go from there. So Rachel, what are some basic recommendations you give to your clients with autoimmune disorders? Mm -hmm. Well, um, it's, there's definitely some differences based upon what we do with testing, which is where I always start. So that's where everything gets customized. And again, figuring out like, what is the root cause triggering a lot of your symptoms? So we'll want to do some functional lab testing in the beginning, but some general things, I was just talking about stress. So stress management is huge. And this isn't just for autoimmune diseases. This is for any kind of disease that we have in our lives. A lot of times there's a stress component and nowadays with our crazy lifestyles, the way that we live we really need to double down on managing that stress. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe I'll tell someone to incorporate a little bit of meditation every day or something that's super helpful and easy for most people is doing some sort of small breath work exercise every day. Yes. Um, Maybe something like box breathing, alternate nostril breathing, or really you can play around with so many variations of maybe inhaling for five seconds, exhaling for five seconds and holding for 10 seconds. There's a lot of different things out there. And we know that those will help lower blood pressure. They help lower stress levels. And so that's just a really simple tool that um, you can do just 
three to five minutes per day, and you can notice effects on that. And, and some other things, it's just really figuring out what works best for you, because I could give you 20 tools, but maybe mm -hmm. only one or two of them really work. So you, you kind of need to find, maybe it's spending more time with really good friends. Maybe it's dancing, maybe it's doing the meditation or journaling. So I encourage people to try a lot of different things and then pick like one or two of those that makes you feel really good. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Um, and, and for you, I know you love dancing. I see your stories all the time. You're so happy. I love seeing that. I'm sure it's been a huge part of your recovery and your health journey. Yeah. I actually only got into dancing this year. So wow. <laughs> you're good. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> um, that's nice to hear. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I, in the past for me, it was a lot of meditation and breath work. And then once I use that often and I really got my stress levels down, then I moved and journaling as well. And then once I got further along, I started making sure I was incorporating things that were really bringing a lot of joy to my life, like dancing and like going to, um, certain events or things that I really like to do. Excellent. So yeah, breath work, meditation, those are amazing. Those help a lot of people. And, and if you find that maybe they don't help, I've recently, not recently discovered, but I've, I've known about it for a while, but I started incorporating primal screams. <laughs> so mm. you can laugh. That's fine. It's, it is kind of funny, but if I ever feel really overwhelmed and stressed, I'll just, ah, I'll scream really loud and hopefully my neighbors don't hear, but if they do, it is what it is. So maybe a primal scream that there's just so many ways and you're exactly right. You have to find what works for you. And we could talk about probably hundreds of techniques to help with the nervous system. Just find what works for you. That is a great point. Great point. So you touched on functional labs. So let's talk about that. What functional labs do you like to use? And then what markers do you commonly see for autoimmune activity? Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I obviously have to bring up gut testing. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I use the GI map. Um, I really like it because we can see a lot of infections on there. The ones that I've already mentioned, we can see the balance of good and bad bacteria. We can see that secretory IgA or that immune system function marker. Um, we can see how you're digesting your food and so many other things on there. So that is definitely like a staple with all my clients that I'll run. Another staple for me is a mineral and metal test. <clears throat> so minerals are minerals and, and nutrients, just in general, vitamins and minerals. These are like gasoline for a car, mm -hmm. right? If we don't have that gasoline for a car or electric for a car, it's not going to run properly. Same thing for vitamins and minerals. If we have an imbalance in them, or if we just don't have certain ones, our body will not function the same. And maybe it's affecting a certain organ or system that we really need to address. Mm -hmm. um, and the metals. So there's a lot of different types of testing for metals. And I will be honest, there's some other ones that are better, like certain blood testing and things like that, that may be better for looking at certain ones. But at least I can get a, a basic understanding on if, if people have some certain things like aluminum and mercury. And, and this is going to cause a lot of dysfunction. And I even have like a personal story tied to this because when I was, I think 23 or 24, I found out that I had a really crazy mercury toxicity and it was destroying my body. I was extremely fatigued. Um, 
my limbs were tingling and numb often. And just a lot of crazy symptoms. And I was lucky enough to find a functional doctor who was able to find that in me. And I did a lot of detoxing to get those metals out. So um, it's always something that I want to take into account when I look at anybody's labs. Labs, Right. And then how did they find your mercury? Was it a blood test or a hair sample urine? Yeah. So he started with a blood sample and, uh, what's good. The difference here is that in the blood, you're going to find what's in the blood, right? Mm -hmm. Then he found high levels. He says, okay, now we have to do, um, a provocation test where they give you a certain pill to really pull them out of the tissues yes. since metals can dive super deep into, into the tissue level, into the organs and all of that. And then you'll basically urinate over a 24 hour period when you take that pill and that can give you an even deeper level of what's going on. Awesome. <clears throat> so that, yeah, that's the testing he used. Great. And then I know I've started to incorporate provocation as well. I think it just makes things more effective. And we know a lot of these infections do like to hide and also heavy metals and so on. So I'm really glad you brought that up. I like to recommend um, Sarah Peptase. That's one of mine and glutathione for molds and et cetera. So excellent that you um, mentioned that. So I think that was an amazing overview. We'll kind of just cut it there and then tell us if you have any announcements or offers and then how the audience can find you. Sure. So announcement wise, well, you can always, I think I've shared the link with you, but I do have a free guide for people. And that guide is a three day nutrition and detox guide. So basically a lot of the principles that are in there for nutrition is what I'm going to put most of my clients on, uh, removing a lot of inflammatory foods, which we didn't, we didn't get to talk about, but that's a big step is removing inflammatory foods in the diet so that we can calm the immune system down and adding in a lot of really healing nutrient dense foods. And then after that, that's where we can kind of heal the gut lining. We can work on detoxing and, and other steps. Excellent. In the... So go download that everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so in this guide, um, you'll get three days of, of meal guidance. You'll get some other tools and tips. And of course, this isn't going to be a magic pill over three days, but it's something that's going right. to get you started and just allow you to see what your body may feel like after that time. Um, so definitely go grab that. And then I have, I pump out a massive amount of content. So I'm posting every day on TikTok and multiple times per week on Instagram. And I have an email list. So you guys can always head over to natural health rising on any of those platforms. And you can find me on there and, and learn tons of free, amazing information for your health. Excellent. Yeah. Rachel is at natural health rising her podcast, her Instagram, pretty much everything. So it makes it super easy, but if you haven't yet, definitely head over to her podcast. Um, I think I'd love to do an episode with you too. One day, I think we have a great, uh, connection here and similarities with what we do. So thank you so much, Rachel. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Or if not, we can just close it out. Mm -hmm. I think the only thing I'll add is if you're somebody who feels lost, feels like you haven't been able to solve your health problems, whether that's an autoimmune disease, whether it's, you know, just a, a basic hormonal imbalance or something that has just been kind of brushed off by doctors, I encourage you to 
keep looking for somebody who can actually help you because, uh, you know, Riley and I are both, both testimonials to the fact that we were able to overcome a lot of things naturally, but it also requires the right help for that. And so whether you reach out to Riley or me, cause we both work virtually, or if you find somebody in your area that can help you, but just continue to look until you find somebody who can actually uncover those root causes and give you a real plan of lifestyle changes that can actually help you. I totally agree. Don't just accept the labels, keep working on it, keep searching, keep finding those root causes and eventually things will start to click. So thank you so much for being here, Rachel. And we all appreciate you very much. So take care. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Hey there. Thanks for listening. You can find me on Instagram at gutexpertriley, on Facebook at The Gut Pharmacist, same spelling as this podcast, on YouTube at The Gut Pharmacist, and my website is holisticriley.podia.com, where you can find information on working with me, my background, and more helpful information to feel empowered in your journey.